Welcome to Thinking Into Success. I'm Dr. J.A. Jones, your spiritual coach, encourager, and friend. I'm here to help you find spiritual solutions to real problems. Each week, we deliver solutions to issues you're facing in life or someone you care about. Let's get started. Welcome to Thinking Into Success. This is not Dr. J.A. Jones. Uh, this is his lovely wife, yes. Cindy Jones. Mm, mm, mm. And we are continuing on the series of 10 Keys of a Healthy, Loving Marriage. Mm -hmm. Today we will be talking about the language of love. Which is key number eight, I believe, correct? Correct. All right. So we only have a couple of more keys to go. The language of love. This is uh, in regards to learning the language at, of other people, not ourselves. We need to know what our language is. Mm -hmm. It's always good to know uh, about ourselves. Correct. Otherwise, we can't communicate that to someone else. Correct. But we're talking about the language of love of others. So... Uh, we can communicate how we love them mm -hmm. to them mm -hmm. in their language. Right. You know, uh, we'll be talking about five different ways of communicating uh, those different languages. Love is important as we continue because, you know, love is a choice. Love is a commitment. It's not always a feeling. Correct. So when you do the work, you feel the work. And the work becomes reality, whether you're doing it to someone else and then you reciprocate it from them as well at times. Mm -hmm. So everyone has at least uh, one, one love language. I'm talking about uh, Cindy has a love language. I have a love language. So we all have at least one. And, and you know, some have obviously many more. And we're going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. So uh, you need to know what's your love language. That's a question. What is your love language? And we're going to kind of communicate that today and in our goal to help others improve in this area, in their marriage or just relationships in general. Sounds good. So the first one, touch me. Studies suggest that touch keeps a person or a or two people in touch with one another or they stay connected when you're touching someone. You can feel a certain vibe. You can feel a certain way when you hold hands, when you hug, when you just do a simple uh, touch on their shoulder or their back, or as you're communicating with them, uh, and you just like I'm doing now to Cindy, I'm just touching her shoulder. She was touching uh, my leg. So, touching is important. So, what do you think about that in a relationship? It is very important um, because it shows, it, it, it makes you feel uh, connected, like you said, but it sometimes it can give a calming effect. A calming, yes, I agree. Yes. Mm -hmm. Calms your nerves, mm -hmm. makes you feel special. Yes. When you're mm -hmm. being touched. Yes. Yes. 
They say even when a baby is born, if that baby doesn't have adequate touch, so the baby can bond. For example, we know uh, we recently had a grandbaby a couple of years ago, and we were there uh, when our oldest um, child gave birth, and they suggested that when the baby comes out of the womb, the mother puts the baby on her chest, on her breast, you know, bare, not with clothes, but, you know, yeah, skin to skin, skin to skin. And the father can do the same thing. Yes. And that's a automatic bond yes. or for the baby and obviously more so for the baby, but for the parent the as well. So touching is important. It should be a part of our life. But but what do you think now? Uh, probably everybody don't understand touch or they were not raised you know, in their homes or as a child to touch, to hug, mm -hmm. to give affection. There's mm -hmm. so many homes um, that don't ex demonstrate that. They don't portray that in their, as children. Children, many children were never told they were loved by their parents or touched by their parents, except mm -hmm. for when they were disciplined or got a whipping or from that perspective. So touch is important. So sometimes in a relationship, in other words, this first uh, point under number eight in learning the language of love, some people are just ignorant or they f could feel uncomfortable touching even their spouse mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, some people may have a chemical imbalance. Okay. Too. You know, okay. could be you know special needs person, right? Because uh, I don't know about that. I'm not an expert or anything. Mm -hmm. But I've seen a movie where uh, this this person was brilliant in what they did, but they did not want anybody to touch them. Mm. They it kind of like threw them out of balance, or so. You you have to find out that person's language. If they don't like to be touched, then how do I communicate to them that I love them? Right. What is their love language? Mm. What, what? How do you know? What do they want me to do to show them that I love them without mm. touching them? Correct. And so that can be a kind of a difficult thing to. Can be very challenging. Yes. Especially yes. if the other person is very affectionate. Exactly. Very touchy. Yes. Just love to touch every day or yes. several times a day. And that could make their uh, spouse, like you said, very uncomfortable because yes. they didn't grow up that way in life. Or they yes. just, like I said, could be chemical issues in their body. They don't uh, know how to handle it. They just don't know how to handle it. So they run from it or they distance themselves from yes. the other spouse yes. uh, in relation to touching. Because mm -hmm, it can be humbling if you you're uncomfortable when someone touches you. Yes. You know, and you're not used to it. Correct. Or and and then there's the the you know when somebody touch you and you you feel these feelings going through your body and you're not used to feeling those feelings going through your body that can throw you off too. Right. Because you don't mm -hmm. know how to take the person, you know. It could be offensive mm -hmm. if it's misunderstood, mm -hmm. you know, and it could be taken wrongly. Correct. 
Mm -hmm. It is misunderstood. I agree. <laughs> the second one is spend time with me. Mm, that's a, <clears throat> this is a second love language or language of love, we would say. Mm -hmm. Spend time with me. Now, how important is that for you, uh, for your spouse? What, because this is what we're talking about, marriage, to spend time with you. Spending time with me or with the person, if that is their language, it lets them know mm -hmm. that I am important to you. Okay. That you okay. care. Okay. That uh, you're giving me the gift of your time, taking time to spend with me. Mm-hmm. You know, and so uh, many people uh, want people to spend time with them. And if they don't, and it could be for various reasons, they're busy, they got a tight schedule, they don't have a whole lot of right. time, and then when right. they try to make time to spend with you, then, you know, you want to make sure that time is quality. You don't want to spend the time that they have, that they made to spend with you, right. complaining about how much they don't spend time with you. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that just just defeats the purpose. It does. It does. <laughs> but uh, yes, you want to enjoy that mm -hmm. and make the most out of it. That is so true. Now, <laughs> let's uh, qualify when we say spend time, T-I-M-E, with me. So, for example, if we're sitting down uh, watching TV, mm -hmm. could that be spending time? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, it could. If we are walking down the road mm -hmm. together, could that be spending time? Yes. Uh, that means we are walking side by side or mm -hmm. we may be holding hands or not, mm -hmm. but we're spending time. We're communicating. Yes. We're conversating. Yes. We're not just walking and not saying nothing. And that, that has its place too mm -hmm. because you're just spending time. Mm -hmm. uh, could be on the couch sitting together. It could be driving together. It could be uh, just, you know, going to the beach, going wherever. So spending time to me means not just time, but a certain type of time. For example, mm -hmm. quality. Yes. Not necessary quantity. Yes. Okay. Presence uh, makes a big difference. And, and you don't necessarily have to say anything. Right. Not just always. Just by being there. Because mm -hmm. you're there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that means a lot. It does. It does. So we, we need to understand spending time is important, quality time. The third thing is this. The third uh, love language is do something for me. <laughs> you know, a lot of people like toys. They like gifts. They like, you know, surprises. They just like to be lavished uh, from that other spouse or from their spouse. In other words, that. Uh, something must be done for them in order for them to say or feel like the other spouse loves them. Mm -hmm. So that could be someone's love language. Yeah, do something for me could be, uh, say, the husband and wife, uh, new family, or however old your family is or right. how long you've been together. Right. Uh, do something for me. 
help me wash the dishes. Okay. Wash the dishes for me. Okay. Vacuum the floor for me. Take okay. the trash out for me. Uh, 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 you put a load of clothes in the laundry. You went to the grocery store. You called me and you asked me, uh, did I need anything? And you bring me something home that I, I, I liked. Correct. You know I like. So, you know, you paid a bill that I was not expecting you to pay. For Correct. Mm -hmm. You know, just any small gestures or large gesture, you did something for me that speaks volumes for some people when it says that you love me because many times people go through life they're trying to take care of themselves mm -hmm. and they get caught up in pride but then when somebody do something for them they don't know how to handle that because doing something for them means a lot right it does but no one's ever done anything for them as an adult that is so true now they grew up in a house where you know, your parents did something for you, but now that you're out on your own and you're trying to, 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 as people say, make a living. Right. <laughs> and you're trying to do this, you do that, and you do that, and, and you try to take care of others. But then your love language is because you do so much for others, you want somebody to do something for you. Mm -hmm. So you have to know that that is your love language. And... And when somebody does something for you to appreciate it. Exactly. And sometimes it can be done <clears throat> routinely or it can be done consistently. And many times mm -hmm. when the other spouse is doing something for them, they can take it for granted because they get too accustomed to it and too mm -hmm. familiar with it. Yeah. So like what you just said, <laughs> it's a very important point. Don't take it for granted mm -hmm. when someone is doing something for you on a consistent basis, especially, you know, not just once a year, once every three uh, months or so. So that's important. And the next one is give me a gift. That's the fourth language of love. Some people love gifts. Mm -hmm. Some people love things. And to them, when you do that, especially if it's a gift they desire, if it's a gift they have been warning. So when you give that other spouse a gift, that means you love them, at least in their eyes. What do you think about that? Give me your thoughts on that. Uh, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Some people don't care what you do for them or, or if you touch them. Or That's whatever. true. Uh, what, what have you given me? Yeah. They don't care if you touch them. They don't care if you, you don't spend time with them. They don't right. care if you don't do anything for them, but they want to know what have you given me lately? What have you bought for me? Yes. Some flowers, some mm -hmm. chocolate uh, candy or or whatever. Uh, and, and, they want and, something tangible. Yes. And they tend to put a price tag on that, too. My goodness. How little or how much you spent on me tells me how much you love me. That has its place, but I don't <laughs> think that should be the goal. Right. It's like you said in another uh, love language, it's a gesture, but mm -hmm. but that's just their love language. So sometimes that can be very expensive. Yes. If the other spouse is always buying them something on a regular basis, they, that may bust the budget. Right. That can cause their finances to go in a deficit one way or another. That 
tends to go to the thought of mm-hmm. uh, what it should. Uh, it's, it's the thought that counts. Okay. It's okay. the thought that counts. You okay. gave me a gift. You took time and you went to the store or whatever okay. you did. You went out of your way to get this for me, to give to me. So that is some people's love language. You gave me a gift. You didn't have to go do whatever you did or to get this for me, but this tells me that you love me. That's correct. And the fifth one, fifth language of love is say something special to me. What do you think about that? How important it is? Obviously, this could be someone's love language when Mm -hmm. someone verbalize things that are Mm -hmm. special, like I love you. I care about you. uh, You mean a lot to me. Mm-hmm. or I think about you often, or just saying something special that you don't normally say to mm-hmm. that spouse that could make them feel loved by the other spouse. Yeah, I think they call that words of affirmation. Okay, words of affirmation. Yes. Okay, that, yeah, I yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does that mean, words of affirmation? Uh, like you said, saying something uh to me, uh, uh, special to me, right? To let me know that I'm appreciated. Okay. What if I say you're very important to me? Yes. Uh, that you are uh, beautiful. You're gorgeous, or you or matter. you matter. Mm-hmm. You know that means you're valuable to me. Right. You're not just somebody. You're right. special. That's why it's important to say something. You know, words have power. Mm -hmm. Words can encourage. Words Mm -hmm. can heal. But words can also hurt. hurt, Right? Words can destroy. Words can separate people based on what they are saying. So uh, you have to be sensitive to the other person's Mm -hmm. uh, life and how they will will receive what you're getting ready to say or what you have said. Mm -hmm. So Words can do an incredible amount of of uh, uh, help and you know encouraging people, but words can literally damage yes. a relationship especially based on what if, you're saying. Mm-hmm. Especially if that is your love language. Yes. It can, okay. It can go <laughs> against you. Good point. If, especially mm-hmm. if out of the five love languages here, touch me, spend time with me, do something for me, give me a gift. If this is your one. Love language, say something special to me, and you do not get that in kind words or words of consideration. Wow, that relationship is going south. Yes. It will not improve. Yeah, and, and I, I think that that person is, is real sensitive, you know, because we talk all day. Right. You know, everywhere we go. Right. And if that's that person's love language, you know, they have to be very careful, mm-hmm. you know, who they hang around. Right. What they're listening to. Um, and, you know, the person that is in relationship with them has to really pay attention and be careful as far as what they say or not say uh, to this person because it matters a lot definitely it matters it carries a lot of weight right i said a while ago you know a relationship would not last if a person don't recognize i mean there's anything's possible it can last and because this is all about communicating mm-hmm. you know one of the three things that help or hurt a relationship is how you communicate 
So that spouse, if this is their only love language, say something special to me, it need to be communicated to the other spouse. Mm -hmm. So that spouse will not be saying something or doing something blindly and it's not helping. So communication is key to know uh, in relationships. So, uh, you know, relationships, both of them may speak English or whatever language, but if you don't speak their love language, you may not understand your spouse's needs. So, and to some extent, we all have a little bit of all of these languages in us. We do. You know, we do. But just uh, maybe one or two of them may speak more volume versus the other ones. True, true, true that, true that, true that. <laughs> so remember, know, know their, their love language and pay, pay attention, attention to one another's, another's needs. So now the next one we want to talk about, be ready or be the ready to apologize first. Let me say it one more time. Be ready to apologize first. Now, this is the ninth uh, key. Wow, this may take a minute or two to explain this one because if a person don't apologize, I mean, strife, friction, division, confusion, uh, attitudes will flare up in a negative way. Uh, because when you're apologizing, that means something went wrong. Something was said unkind or something was degrading based on what was said or what was done, you know, whether it's in public, whether it's private, especially if you talked about somebody in the public, you got to apologize, especially if you said something that is hurtful, damaging, unkind, uh, rude to your spouse, or you yelled, you got to apologize and your spouse don't like for you to yell at them. Uh, or you could have had a bad day and you took it out on your spouse when you got home. So sometimes it takes time to calm down, but once you calm down, you got to apologize. What do you think? How important that is to apologize. Now that's key, or actually this one, number nine, it says <laughs> apologize first. Yes. To have that mindset, it is a challenge to do that because, uh, Many times, and most of the time, everyone takes on the mindset of, why should I apologize? I didn't do anything wrong. That's correct. You know, but then the word of God tells us to, um, as much as it depends on me, right. live peaceably with all men. And so many times, whether it's, it's your fault or not, right. <laughs> and, to take to be the bigger person, right, and apologize first, just to keep the peace in your home, right. Very important, you know, because mm. when you say, "Well, I didn't do anything wrong," you're focusing on yourself versus the other person, and you're not thinking about the the atmosphere that you want to have in your home. What do you mean the atmosphere you want to have in your home? What well, do you mean by that? The atmosphere you want to have a non-strifeful right. atmosphere. Strife will enter in when we refuse to apologize. Okay. 
you know, when we want to argue back and forth, who's right? Right. Who's going to win? Mm-hmm. You know, and if we're wanting to uh, be the one to have the last word or we want to be the one to win the the argument, then mm-hmm. that just going to build uh, strife makes itself comfortable in your home. And that means you, your house is going to be full of tension. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So we got to see the bigger picture. You know, it's a big thing to apologize anyway, but to apologize first, that means you're taking the lead, whether it's the the wife apologizing first or the husband apologizing first. Yes. Like you just said, oh, I didn't do nothing wrong. So why should I apologize? No, she said that to me or she's the one that did that. I didn't do anything oh, wrong. I'm tired of apologize, being the one oh, that apologizes. Say that first. one more time. I'm tired of being the one that apologizes first. Oh, my goodness. So we're keeping number. We're keeping track. Mm. We're keeping score. I, yeah. You know, marriage is 100%, 100%. It's not sure. 50-50 in a sense of you give 50, I give 50, and I guess it makes 100. No, because sometimes the other spouse could be weak. They could be going through something. So you got to pick up the slack and just apologize, and you will be blessed because of it. See, no matter what you go through together, you got to see the big picture. You got to learn to walk in the perspective of the other person. Yes. This way you'll see the part of the picture you may be missing. So we always got to have that mindset. We got to walk in love and forgiveness and then your marriage will flourish. Mm -hmm. You can do this because this is a big issue in relationships uh, that lingers when someone doesn't apologize and you're harboring that attitude and sometimes illness can take place sometimes sickness can take place sometimes just discontentment bitterness because no one apologized and it's been a month later what do you think about that and then it can also affect your children oh my goodness or whoever is around you really yes Mm, mm, mm. yes they will take on uh, the attitude of it's my fault or I can't I don't like to go home because mom and dad is always arguing and you know and then if if one of the parents say you act like your mother or you act like your daddy right you know that can be very damaging right because we're not looking at the bigger picture mm-hmm. to see how is this going to affect that child in the long run even if they're not in the same room they could be in their room and they still hear what's going on you know true true if they don't hear anybody apologizing to the other mm-hmm. to each other right then if it, it it's like I said, it creates a bad atmosphere mm-hmm. that no one wants to be a part of. Correct. And you know what? Like you just said, a very great point, a very, very valid and point need to be uh, talked about and think, to, you know, thought on, you know, be, you got to think about that for sure. Um, because a child becomes an adult eventually, yes. right? We call it from childhood to adulthood. So the attitudes that the child received in the home, sometimes it translates in their life when they are an adult. Now they're married, so they don't apologize Mm. or they continue to argue. They continue to fuss and to fight 
and never settle issues because that's something that was modeled uh, before them. Now they're an adult, so they're always in a relationship and the relationship could be you know, full of tension, strife, malice, uh, setbacks, and just confusion. And it can go from one relationship to the next relationship. So the first to apologize heals the fastest. You get it off your chest, you get it out of your heart, out of your spirit, and then you're on your way to healing. And you what now? You move on. You move on? Okay. You let things go. You you forgive uh, quicker. Okay. And when you forgive and move on, you know, you heal. Mm, mm. You heal faster. That is true. I mean, it's like a, a wound. You get hurt playing sports, you get hurt on the playground, and you know you move on from that you you know put some something on it you know peroxide or you put a band-aid on it and you heal but you you've moved on from it you don't think about it a lot Mm -hmm. and it's a natural healing that god has put in our body to heal itself in the sense of how he created us we are resilient people uh uh, physically uh, mentally emotionally and spiritually for the most part without a doubt definitely spiritually uh so you do heal faster because you get it out of your system. Now, that doesn't mean when you apologize that the other person won. Won. <laughs> okay, that the other person won when you apologize. That's correct. No. That's correct. Doesn't mean it. Now, it could be that the other person didn't forgive you when you apologize too. They say you apologize, but you apologize too much for the same thing. So I'm not going to forgive you. At least you forgave or you apologized. Mm-hmm. It's not on you to make the other person to accept your apology. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah, they're responsible for themselves mm-hmm. and their actions and whatever is going on in their heart. You know, if they decide that they're not going to forgive, you're not responsible for them forgiving you. So true. So you're, true. You're responsible for who you forgive. So it's okay to lose the argument so you can win the war. Correct. When you say so, okay. Yes, it is. Now, this helps you to stay together with understanding of what happened. And that's our goal today to help you to understand you got to be the first to apologize. You Mm -hmm. should. And it helps you to stay together because there's so many relationships that are separating. So just be the bigger person and just apologize and let it go and learn from it. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Remember. Be Be the one one ready to apologize first. Really? Okay. This means what? A verbal expression of regret and asking for forgiveness. Amen. Thank you for listening to Thinking Into Success. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, click the like and follow button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. I look forward to you being with us on the next episode. Until next time.